Podcasting with a full-time job comes with a unique set of challenges. In this episode, Bianca Alba, a proud Latina and creator of This Latina Travels, shares how to make time for podcasting when you have a demanding full-time job or when it's a hobby or side hustle. This Latina Travels is a podcast about travel through the eyes of a first-generation Latina traveler and college grad sharing all her travel experiences firsthand. This Latina Travels is more than just Bianca telling you about her travel experiences, but it is a true reflection and testament that dreams can become a reality. Our accompanying resource of the week is the 2023 Podcast Planner, which includes a Google Sheet production tracker and planner, which helps you to track and organize your podcast episodes from idea all the way to published. Head over to yourpodcastplanners.com or visit the link in our show notes to grab your copy. Women of color are influential visionaries, moving the podcasting industry forward, impacting how we create and consume podcasts. But we often don't hear about their work, contributions, or rise to success. We believe it's about time these powerhouses are celebrated and acknowledged. So tune in every other week as we share the stories of women of color making big moves in front and behind the mic. Bianca, how do you balance your job, your full-time job, your full-time podcast, and having such a vibrant and exciting life? Man, that is such a good question. And I feel, to be honest, every single day I'm changing that answer. (laughs) So full disclosure and full disclaimer. But I think first things first is just realizing personally myself that one, it's my personal journey. And so I think many times, especially as women, women of color, we're so easy to compare ourselves, compare ourselves with somebody else's journey. So I think my first thing is all like mental. So I practice things as like affirmations. I also surround myself with women that I know that I could also provide, but also get feedback. And then I have different circles for different things. Like I know with my full-time job, I have my coworkers that I can rely on certain things. My podcast, I have a full-time editor (laughs) and other, you know, resources and life. You know, I think it's also very important. Like I'm a traveler, so I need to make that time. So I think it's all that cliche saying of work-life balance. I truly believe it. You know, I used to work full-time for like many years. This is a new space for me to be an entrepreneur and to be podcasting full-time. And there are differences. I am going to say that there are differences when you can 100% devote your time on your craft and your business. But I also feel that when you are podcasting with a full-time job, you have a lot of discernment, meaning that you get to really pick and choose what you say yes to and what you decide to versus kind of like doing all the things that could be super attractive and you feel like you're moving forward. So I just felt like when I had a full-time job while I was podcasting, I was just super clear on like 
this got to get done. And I didn't let like scope creep and just other things kind of pile in on now that like podcasting is like my full-time business. So with that being said, what would you say would be like some of the biggest challenges that you faced and are facing while podcasting full-time? Well, I mean, first thing is like being the first to ever do this, right? Like no one's in my family has ever podcast. I'm a proud first-gen immigrant. And like, even to explain what podcasting is to my family is kind of like a, it's like a radio show. Just think of it like that. (laughs) And they're like, oh, you're doing this for work? And I'm like, no, it's for fun. So just that challenge of like not really having anybody directly. But again, we live in a place where we're so lucky to have social media to have our networking skills that we can rely on, you know, different resources. And so for me, like that has been a big aspect to overcome that challenge. But I think also remembering like your purpose and remembering your why, why you started that podcast. You know, I started this because I want to motivate and I want to break barriers, especially for women of color to travel the world. I come from an upbringing where travel was never existent. And so now that I can do it and I have that ability to teach others, I'm going to do it. But I know also like it's work. (laughs) And so sometimes I'm like embedding so much onto like this podcast episode or I'm doing so much research that I lose the focus or maybe like lose that purpose. And so that's when I have to like step back and give myself a break or talk to somebody who I know has those like similar feelings. Because again, I feel like Sometimes we're our own worst enemies when it comes to things like this. (laughs) Everything you said is like so powerful. And I always feel like rooting in your why is such a great space to revisit often because sometimes your why changes, right? Like with the seasons and again, having like a reason as to why podcasting is important to you is something that is important. Now, how are you managing your time. I really do want to dig into like the time management piece because if you're working 35, 40, 40 plus hours per week and you are producing episodes, which there are a number of steps when it comes to podcast production, how are you thinking about time management and how are you staying organized general and overall? Yeah, of course. So I think first things first, I do have to share like my job that I have, my full-time job is a job that is so flexible compared to what my other job was. So I have every other Friday off as something not many people also have, or there's people who have four 10-hour days, meaning they have every Friday off. I chose not to do that because 10 hours on the computer to me is too much. (laughs) But like one big thing is like having that flexibility within my job. So on the Fridays that I am off, I make that like podcast day. I make that like research day. I make that recording day. I utilize that time. And my tools have always been like my planner. So I'm old school and I love writing things down. (laughs) So as much as I do depend on all my Google calendars, my Outlook calendars, I need to have like that physical planner. And so I have a planner called Plan, Pray and Prosper. And I just love it. Like, and you know, it goes with my morals and what I believe in, but also just to see everything and write it down and then just scratch everything off just gives me so much joy. And I think, again, that's what it comes down to. Like everybody does things differently, but as long as you find the tools that work for you, I think that's how you manage to do things. And again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but rounding it back to like my purpose and my why, like, all right, what's the first thing I need to get done and just keep that momentum going. 
Yes. I think a recurring theme with a lot of the folks I've been talking to and I've had the privilege of speaking to through this podcast have really just highlighted the importance of knowing yourself and the importance of like trusting yourself and knowing what works for you is so powerful. I've tried using physical planners. It's just not my ministry. It's just not for me. But like a Google spreadsheet is super easy and like very applicable and approachable for me. But a lot of people use a lot of different tools. There's like Notion and there's like Trello boards. And then it's all about finding again, what works for you and what will help you to keep podcasting for the long term. What would you say are some of the most time-consuming aspects of podcasting for you? And how do you like move through them with ease or try to at least? Yeah, no, for sure. I think one of the biggest things is just keeping that motivation within your network, within your community, like engaging them. You know, I feel like I have always been good at that. Like I pride myself in having a good network. I'm in a Latina sorority. I have different, you know, tribes, different groups, but literally utilizing my social media platforms to the fullest, engaging the community, finding out like what I need to know, all that is time consuming. And I don't know about you, but it's draining. Like I have to like sometimes like sit back and be like, okay, I want to take a social media hiatus. But at the end of the day too, I know like how powerful it is. And I see it with my travels. Like when I went to Egypt just recently, like everything that I posted, the reactions that I got it's heartwarming to know like people are so motivated now that I posted, but at the same time too, it's kind of like, I need a break. But I definitely will say like, that's probably one of the biggest time consumings is just engaging, getting to know like what your audience wants. And then once I have that, I feel like everything else just flows. (laughs) And you mentioned a little earlier that you have an editor. So the decision to hire an editor, like what was that like? And is it because editing is like your least favorite thing? Like it's mine. Like I just, it takes forever for editing. So just thinking about like outsourcing and editing, like what's your thoughts on that? Yes, for sure. One editing to me is a whole different world. So I pride and I high five everybody who does it and who learns it. But I know with a full-time job, it's just a lot. Like I just can't put that on my plate. And to me also like time equals peace. And so like, I'm like, if I can do something to give me more peace in my life, to also motivate me to continue doing more, you know, podcast episodes, getting more resources, engaging with my community. If I can find any other things that can, you know, help me balance my time, I'm going to do it. So yeah, so it was from the beginning, like I knew like I was going to ask somebody, I was going to outsource because there was just no way that I could add something else on my plate than what I had. And it's one of the best decisions that I've ever made. I 100% agree. I was at the 30 episodes mark of publishing a biweekly show and I realized like, all right, I am going to either burn out to a crisp or I need to find someone some help. And that burnout really inspired a couple of things. It inspired me to monetize my podcast, number one. So burnout inspired me to monetize my podcast. And through the monetization, that allowed me also to be able to hire an editor and have that be self-funded, which has been, again, instrumental to my piece. I love that you mentioned that. Time equals peace. So powerful and so important. So with that being said, how important to you is like taking those breaks? Like, do you take breaks from your podcast? How do you engage in self-care? How do you make sure that you can 
continue to podcast for the long term, but still take your time for rest if it's needed. Self-care, without a doubt, is needed. <laughs> like a hundred percent. I strongly believe that if you can't take care of yourself, then you won't be the best version of yourself for everyone else. I mean, my background is in public health. So of course, like mental health, all that good stuff is something that I really pride myself and I talk about a lot within my, you know, community and engagement. So I'm definitely an advocate for self-care. For me personally, self-care comes in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, I like to work out. I have certain circles that I can rely on. When it comes to podcasting, I think sometimes I take a little bit too many two breaks. <laughs> but at the end of the day, that's okay because like my podcast is my podcast. And I think that's what we also need to remember. Like this is our journey and everybody's journey is going to be different. And I remember when I first started this, like I was very consistent, but I was feeling like the burnout. I was already feeling like I'm losing the joy out of it. And I was like, no, like I started this podcast because I didn't want to be consumed with other things. I took a step back and that was the perfect thing I needed to do. So again, everybody's journey is different. But for me, like self-care is so important in so many different levels. Yes. Something for me that has helped me with the full-time job at the time is that I took actually seasonal breaks. So I would run for a while and then I would take the summers off typically. And, you know, as a travel podcaster, summers off was perfect because everyone is out there traveling anyway. So it was a great time for me to just kind of step back from producing. I also realized that with my seasonal breaks, I missed my show. I fell back in love with podcasting because I'm like, there's no one out there who is podcasting like me who has my sound, my flair, my tidbits, my experiences, my journey. And I missed listening to like my podcast. <laughs> I missed it so much. So I do think that there's something important and healthy about taking the breaks because a podcast is a creative adventure and it takes time to actually create and produce and build that community. So with that being said, I think with a podcast, and a full-time job, the unique situation with those two is that sometimes you have to say no to things. And like I mentioned earlier, when I had a full-time job, I was able to say, no, I can't do that. I can't take that 1 p.m. meeting because I'm literally working. Like that's a no. There were like really strong boundaries, which now as an entrepreneur, they're fluid. Like I can still hold them, but they're more fluid and I can make excuses and it's just it's a lot. But what are some of the things you just don't have time to do because of your commitments and you're totally okay with not doing them these days? Yeah. I think one thing specifically is just the amount of episodes that I release. For the longest time, I used to be like, oh, I want to do like two a week or one a week or all this stuff. And I used to be so like gung-ho and I realized real quick that you can't, like you physically impossibly can't. I mean, one, financially, let's be honest, to like I'm outsourcing, right, for an editor and, and it's not cheap and she's great work and I'm going to pay her for the great work. But two, I'm also like working full time and, and I'm either traveling or I'm doing other things in life. And I just have to remind myself and just ground myself to, again, like my purpose, like what is the reasoning why I'm creating this and to not also compare myself because you hear all these great podcasts and you're like, man, how are they doing it? But then I remind myself, Bianca, that's their full-time job. <laughs> so it's okay. You can't do it all. 
But when you do do an episode, you give it your all. And that's the best thing that you can do. I love that. I tried to replicate my favorite podcaster by doing a weekly. At one point, she had two episodes dropping a week. And I quickly said, girl, stop playing. Like, just that's a no. That's a very hard no. Like you mentioned, people have teams. They have other funding sources, right? They are doing this full time. Like, we just don't know what assets that they have in the background that helps them to actually do this, right? And it's important for us to be like, okay, this is my lane and I'm just going to excel at what I can do and, and what I can afford. With that being said, like if someone is facing burnout, right? And they're either at their wits end and they're thinking about pausing their podcast indefinitely, what would you say to them? What words of encouragement would you say to give them that push to consider changing things up and to keep going? That's a great question. I think first and foremost, I would let them know, one, they're not alone. Trust me, we have all been there, done that. And especially if we're women of color, like you have a whole tribe rooting for you being your biggest cheerleader. But two, I would ask her straight up, like, are you outsourcing? And believe it or not, I think many people don't. And that's the thing, because I think, again, our mentality of women and and women of color, like we just want to do it all, like that we can do it. And we can do it all. Like, yes, we sure can. But it's also, okay, what can you give out? Because clearly it's affecting you. And if you're, you know, again, not at your fullest potential, you're not going to be able to do your best work. So I would definitely tell them and encourage them to outsource, whether that's hiring an editor whether that's adding more guests or paying someone to help you with your social media content, like whatever your not strength is to utilize that and definitely hire someone and outsource. So I think that would be my biggest thing. And piggybacking off of that is that outsourcing can be services, but it can also be tools as well. So whether that's like a Canva template. So you have all your graphics pre-done for you. All you have to do is switch out colors. Like that's outsourcing. Whether you're using like an audiogram generator, that's outsourcing, right? That you can just pop in your graphics in and it creates an audiogram for you. So I think that's the beauty of podcasting. There's so many tools. It kind of feels fragmented too sometimes, right? There's like so many tools. Each tool has a price tag. But it does save a lot of time. One of the partners for this podcast, Women of Color Podcasters, is Capshow. And they're an AI copywriting tool that helps with show notes that I just discovered recently. And it's like, instead of hiring someone to do your show notes, which can be very costly, a cost-effective way is to use like this tool, this AI generator. So definitely. And things like Descript also. So yes, outsourcing could look like services. It could definitely look like tools as well. So just wanted to throw that in there. You mentioned guests very briefly, and I know that you don't have guests on your podcast. Is that intentional? Are there benefits of not having guests on your show for the production and just being able to manage everything with the full-time job? Yeah. So to be honest, like, again, like this is a whole new thing for me. Like I am the first one to ever even do a podcast probably within my even circle of friends. And so I just wanted to start it, like to start off it and let's go. But the more and more I'm learning about it, I do see the benefit and how it's so important to have guests. But I also think having a full-time job and adding guests to me is like managing different schedules, right? Too. And so it's just kind of like, all right, well, 
when I'm just doing my own episodes, I'm just managing my own schedule. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about anybody else. So I think that's another reason why, like for the longest time I didn't, because I was like, okay, well, I'm working full time. I only have this certain day. And, you know, if you're asking somebody to be a guest, you also have to be mindful of their schedule. But it's definitely something in the works. Like I'm actually really excited. I just started doing like Instagram lives and bringing like people. And I'm just like, yeah, this could be totally a podcast episode. So I definitely encourage like guests for sure. Yeah. And for me personally, there are seasons. Like I actually for like years, like three years at a minimum, I was doing guest interviews for my travel podcast, The Thought Card. And that felt really great. Those guest interviews actually helped me to quit my job. I was learning on the podcast how to be able to make location independence a priority for me. So that was like inspiring. But then when I moved into like pregnancy and having a family and having a baby, I realized like, okay, let's take a step back. This guest interview stuff is not going to work. And that was a season that actually took a full year. And it's only now that I'm like, re-excited about guest interviews as well. So for all those who are listening, just know that you can start off with a solo show and then transition to guest interviews and sprinkle them here or there. It's fluid, right? And like Bianca said, you are your CEO. You are the boss. You are the creative director here. You get to decide what this project looks like, which I think is like so powerful and so empowering for women of color. The last question I have for you is about your production workflow. So can you walk us through how you stay organized from start to finish an episode that you have an idea for? What does that look like for you and this Latina Travels? Sure. So it's changed throughout this time period that I started at first, like I would draft out like, okay, I'm going to do this amount of episodes based on like the time frame of the countries that I had visited. But now, because I feel like when I, I'm using my social media and I'm getting engagement from my community, I'm like, all right, when I get back, I'm recording on that episode. So that has been like a big change, which I think is great because they've seen all the stuff that you're posting about. So why not make an episode of blog posts, et cetera, about it? So when I do come back from a country that I just recently travel, you know, I self-reflect. I think about like what I really want my listeners to take or if I was in their shoes, what type of information would I want to know about that country? Because that's what I specifically talk about my episodes and gems that isn't really found online or things that you know you can't easily find. And so then from there, that's when I would like schedule a time with my podcast editor to make sure, hey, this is when I would want this episode to air out because it's not just like editing the podcast or even just recording the podcast. It's also creating like the flyer, the blog post, anything that I'm advertising within. So I feel like all those steps that sometimes people don't see if they don't create a podcast. I'm like, yeah, it takes a while. It's not just like I'm just recording or it's just saying things. No, like I really have to plan it out. And then not only that, like I always give like resources and tools. So I have to verify what I'm saying <laughs> is existent and is true. So sometimes I'm like, I feel like I'm in school again, like we're doing research <laughs> and just making sure. But I think it's all those steps. And then of course, so once you release that episode, it's putting it out there and being your biggest cheerleader. Like I am a big advocate of that. Like I'm like, you have to love your work the most in order for others to really love it. And I do believe that. And so, and I think that's also why I feel like I have such a good community, a good tribe, because I put myself out there as me and they know it and they feel it and they reciprocate. So I think that's also key. 
I love that. And you know, because I'm a travel podcaster, I can totally relate. And I can see the magic that happens after a trip. You come back and you're so excited and just jazzed about the experiences, the people you met, the food you ate, all of those things. If you let it sit and settle, which I do too often, (laughs) you know, like you just don't have that same like jazz and enthusiasm. So I'm going to take that with me because I know that there's trips I have coming up or trips I've just recently completed that I can reflect on and think about. So that's very helpful. And also, like you mentioned, there's like work that we do to create the podcast, but there's also work that we do outside of the podcast. Can you talk to us a little bit about like community building? Because you mentioned community building quite a few times in this conversation. And I'm just wondering like, how do you foster community? You mentioned putting yourself out there. What else do you do to like bring people together and to really help Latina women travel the world? I think building community is essential and so important, especially within us. Like, you know, I am a strong believer of women supporting women. And I really do believe like this world would be such a better place if women really ruled it all. And I can't tell you enough, like I have such a good network within my women's circles. And that's a huge component. Like I have, you know, people who I look up to. I have people who I have like questions that I can ask. And I think that's the other thing that's so important that we as women, like it's okay for us to ask somebody for help or not even just ask, just introduce yourself. Many times, like we think, especially when it comes to podcasters, like that they're not that person or we put them like in this pedestal. And I'm like, no, like they're real human beings. And especially if they're women of color, I can guarantee you 90% of the time they're going to reply back to that DM or that message. And, you know, I've become really good friends with Janice from Yo Quiero Dinero podcast. And it's just crazy because I never would have thought that. And why? Because I don't know why, like it's that self-doubt that you put in your mind, but no, at the end of the day, they're women and they started somewhere too. So it's okay to reach out to individuals that you look up to and just introduce yourself. And if there's something specifically that you have as a question, ask. And the worst that they can do is like say no or provide you even with a resource because we don't know it all. Like I know that I don't know it all. I'm learning every single day. And that's the beauty of this too. It's like you're not alone. You have those circles. You just got to also put yourself out there. I love that. And like how we connected personally we were just DMing and we were just talking about like, hey, I have an idea. It was that intentional thought of like putting ourselves out there and engaging in conversation. And now I feel like we're fast friends, right? Just through like a quick 30 minute conversation. But like you mentioned, it's so powerful to be in community with each other. In my personal journey, I feel like I Number one, I wouldn't have even started my podcast without Women of Color podcasters. Like it was truly those women who were like, Danielle, what are you doing? Just do it. We're going to be here for you. When I was crying and I was like, I can't edit this intro. Like they were there, right? So community is so powerful. And I do think that this does tie into this episode topic of like podcasting with a full-time job because you have folks to rely on. You can be a resource to other people and other people can be a resource to you as well. So I think that's wonderful note to end on. Bianca, this was so fantastic. And I hope that people who do have a full-time job that's outside of their podcast can really have the tools, motivation, and inspiration to continue podcasting because our voice matters. And we definitely need to have more women of color 
on the mic and behind the mic producing these amazing shows. So let everyone know how they can connect with you, more information about This Latina Travels as well. And if you have any upcoming projects that we should know about and support, let us know that as well. Yes, amen to that. I'm over here snapping it away. Thank you again, Danielle, for having me on this show. It's such an honor to share this space with you. But you all can find me mostly on Instagram at This Latina Travels, but on every other platform, TikTok, Facebook. And I actually just launched my website. So that's also really exciting because it's a project that I've been working on for months. I also outsourced, had an amazing woman of color help me build my website. So Find me at www.thislatinatravels.com where you can sign up for my email listserv and get all the information firsthand. I'm currently working on my Egypt blog, which I'm so excited. I just got back from a 12-day, five-city Egypt excursion, which it was just beyond magical. And of course, I'm going to be writing about it and putting it out there and then hopefully putting that guide out there too for purchase because you go got to make a little money, but I also want it to be a reliable resource. So yeah, that's where you can find me. All right, y'all, that's all for today. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of Women of Color Podcasters. We will see you all next time. 